What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I'm going to give you a simple method that you can use at the poker table to bluff them out of the pot every single time. Let's jump right into it. Alright guys, so in all seriousness, not every single bluff is going to work at the poker table, but if you follow the simple strategy that I'm going to teach you today, and I'm going to give you a step-by-step -step example hand as well, I think you're going to start getting a lot more success with your bluffs at the poker table. So there's a few things that you need to know here. Number one, one, a successful bluff is all about telling a believable story. Because let's think about what actually gets a bluff through. And remember, of course, a bluff, our entire goal is to get them to fold. We do not expect to have the best hand. We have a bad hand. We want them to fold. So you want to give them a reason. You want to scare them. You want to make them believe that you have hit certain cards on the flop turn of river. And we're gonna discuss that in just a moment. So this is really the biggest difference between bad bluffs and good bluffs. When amateurs make bluffs, often Often their story does not add up, so any kind of decent thinking higher level opponent is just going to see right through it. They realize you're full of crap and they're just going to call you down. Whereas professional poker players understand how to analyze their opponent's range, which we're also going to get into in a second, and combine that with the board texture, specifically the community cards on the flop, turn, and river, and how that plays into the creation of a successful bluff, a successful story. All right, enough talk. Let's jump into an example hand here. So you raise up ace-jack offsuit, ace of hearts, jack of spades in middle position, and a tag titan aggressive regular calls you in the big blind. By the way, if you don't know what a lot of this terminology is, titan aggressive players, middle position, so on, why we're even raising this hand, I would recommend downloading my free poker cheat sheet. That'll be the top link in the description below. It will walk you through my entire basic strategy for small and mid-stakes games. Anyways, let's move on to the flop. Flop comes down with a 10 of diamonds, seven of clubs, and three of hearts. So not a whole lot going on for us here. You know, with our ace jack, we literally just have two decent overcards, but you know, that's all we have at this point here. There are a couple draws on this board if somebody has a hand like eight, nine, for example, that's an open-ended straight draw. This player could have some sort of pair on this board with a 10 or seven. We'll get into that a little bit more in a second. But anyways, we decide to make a continuation bet here, a C bet and the tag player calls. So let's go see a turn. All right, so the turn comes with the king of spades, which is actually a very good card for us. And we're gonna talk about that right now. So what should we be doing in a spot like this? Well, a lot of people will lay off to be like, oh, you know, I've still just got ace jack. I don't, I don't have anything. No, guys, this is the spot where you should be double barreling, AKA betting again on the turn. Let's talk about why. What you should always be asking yourself on the turn in a situation where you get called on the flop, now you're on the turn, you always wanna be asking yourself, what is your opponent's range on the flop when they call you? Remember, they just called, they didn't raise us. So let's talk about that right now. When we get called on a rainbow flop of 10, seven, three, rainbow meaning three different suits, we expect the hands that call us, and remember as well, it's very important to understand the player type. We're talking about a tight and aggressive regular opponent here. We're not talking about a recreational player. We expect this player to call us on the flop with all 10x hands. That means ace 10, king 10, queen 10, jack 10, any hand that is top pair. So 10x. We also expect this player to call us with pocket nines, 
pocket eights, eight seven suited. We expect him to be playing that hand. Uh, nine eight, I forgot to put that in there, but this player will probably be playing nine eight suited as well. As we discussed already, that's an open-ended straight draw on that flop. Seven six suited, ace seven suited, and so on. This is the kind of range that we expect this player to just call us with on this flop. Now, what is the common denominator here with all of these hands? All of these hands absolutely hate to see the king of spades. So I hope you guys understand where we're going here. We're analyzing this player's range, and now we're adding the pieces together with the turn card here and asking ourselves, how does this player perceive this board? And if we were to bet again here, how do they think about the situation? We're putting ourselves entirely in their shoes. We're not thinking about our hand anymore, but actually we should mention here that we did pick up some additional equity here. And that's why you want to be barreling not just scare cards. A scare card, by the way, is a higher card like this, like a king or an ace or something, but also equity cards. This card, I hope you guys see here, gave us a gut shot to the Broadway straight. If a queen were to come on the river, there's four queens left in the deck, we would make the nut straight the best hand possible. So this is the absolute perfect card to make another bet here on the turn to make a bluff. And given the range that we put this player on, it is very likely to get through to be a successful bluff because we're telling a believable story. Also remember that we raised preflop in middle position, meaning that we're going to have a lot of kings in our range. If you don't know about preflop ranges and stuff like that, I talk about it in extensive detail in my brand new Elite Poker Training University, 17 plus hours of advanced poker training, dozens and dozens of cheat sheets showing you exactly what hands to play and so on. There'll be links to that in the description below. But bottom line, guys, all of these hands here are not going to like to see that king of spades. If it was a different card now, like a three of spades, four of spades, that is totally different. Once again, we analyze this player's range and we realize that pocket nines, ace 10, pocket eights, eight seven suited. There is nothing scary to them about a card like the three of spades or the four of spades on the turn. So guys, try out this simple little method in your games next time, see how it works for you. And I should mention that you can also use this same strategy on the river as well. Once again, this is all about analyzing our opponent's range. You have to know the player type, of course, first. It's very different if this is a recreational player. So we understand player type, likely range when they call us on the flop, and then how the turn card interacts with their likely range and what they think about what we have. As I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you want to know my complete strategy for beating small and mid-stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain 79 and also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with BlackRain79.com.